Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, so today's episode, I am going to talk about how you do not have to feel guilty for wanting to make a comfortable living. Now, some of this is going to be related to my recent authentic practice offerings, my workbook and my coaching for therapists and coaches and other wellness providers. Um, But this episode, I think, really applies to a much larger group of people um, because there are a lot of different professions where society has made us feel guilty for wanting to make more money or not being happy with um, really low crappy wages and salaries that we get. So I'm going to talk about a few areas in which this shows up in the world. So keep on listening. If you are currently in a profession where you feel like you're not making the amount of money that you should be and you might be feeling guilty or like you don't have a lot of options to move past that, um, this episode might resonate with you. So stay tuned if that is you. And yeah, one one thing that I am really trying to do more this year is to put a voice to some anger that I have about a lot of different societal myths. This is certainly something that I've been doing for a long time, but I think this year I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to bring a little bit more sass, a little bit more reverence to it because I think it's really important to call out these things. Um, and, And sometimes I get in my own little... I don't know, like imposter syndrome about it of like, why put a name to it if I don't know exactly how to solve it? And I'll offer some solutions and ideas here, but a lot of it is just kind of societal problems that are going on. But I think one of the solutions is that we, as a collective, talk about it more, have these conversations more. So as I was kind of writing out what I wanted to say in this episode, I'm like, oh, I feel like I need to have more like advice or more like things that can be really helpful here. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay that I don't. I don't have to um, be quiet about something that I'm angry about just because I don't have all the answers because there's not a lot of perfect answers. But as a collective, if we talk about it more, I think that we can start to find some more answers. I think we'll get there. So yeah, um, again, the root of this or where this popped up in my mind is as I've been creating my authentic practice offerings, a huge motivator in that is I want people to be able to have careers and practices that are sustainable for them in a ton of different ways, like mentally and emotionally, but also financially. So what we see a lot for... For therapists or other medical providers, especially the ones that tend to be more female dominated, so this might be, um, you know, massage therapists or um, nutritionists, dietitians, people like that, therapists, coaches, all of that, there tends to be this feeling that we don't deserve to make as much money. Right. Like when I look at back when I accepted 
you know, all the different insurance panels, you know, I would look at what insurance would reimburse for a therapy service. And then I look at what, um, you know, if I'm going to a doctor, you know, maybe even just an appointment that sometimes 10 to 15 minutes and I look at the charge for that and what insurance is reimbursing for that, I see a really big difference. And I'm not saying that I have the expertise of a medical doctor by any means, um, but sometimes the disparity between that is so drastic. And especially for the amount of time that each service is offered, I'm like, wait, I feel like my profession is undervalued in our society a lot. I think a lot of therapists feel that way. I think a lot of wellness providers feel that way. Um, and and this is about the healthcare industry in general and a lot of other broken systems. But healthcare, especially mental healthcare, is not super valued. And we see that in terms of reimbursement rates from insurance. Um which is a really broken system, which is really icky in a lot of ways. It's not always icky. There are some great panels out there in some places. Um, But speaking from experience, as I have been paneled with many, many insurance companies, I have not always had pleasant experiences, which is, you know, why I shifted out of that space, which is not a perfect world either. But um, yeah, so a lot of wellness providers can feel like, ooh, Society is not valuing what I have to offer. And I think this happens with a lot of other female-dominated fields. So I I talked about this a little bit in my last episode, um, and this could totally be its its own individual episode, Um, but positions that are often held by females. So, you know, this this can include teachers, hairstylists, massage therapists, you know, all of that stuff, Um, people who take care of children, you know, daycare providers, there is sometimes this notion of you should just do this because you love it, right? You shouldn't be in this for the money. You're in it because you're so caring. You're so compassionate. That is your reward, Um, which really sends the message that, well, your, your worth it's, it's not enough to be compensated enough to have a comfortable living where you get to make all of your bills and then have a little extra money to like enjoy your life too. Um, your worth and what you offer to the world is your kindness and your compassion and your nurturing sense, right? Um, which feels really icky and for me a big part of my processing because I used to feel really, really guilty about charging my rate, right? Or when insurances often wouldn't um, compensate a client for what they were supposed to and clients get a surprise charge for their therapy fees, you know, I I might feel like, oh, I should waive this or I should give them a really, really long uh, payment plan so that it's not too cumbersome and all of this. And I felt guilty. Like I I should be caring and compassionate, right? I shouldn't have this expectation that I get paid for the work that I do. How wild is that? Um, We are taught this, right? And I think it's something that as a collective, we can work to really unlearn and know that, yeah, I can have a lot of values in the work that I do. I can have a lot of compassion and nurturing and, and all of this. And I can love what I do. 
and I can also expect to be compensated for what I do fairly, right? Um, and, and I think I notice this, it's not, you know, a, a one-size-fits-all situation, but I notice that there is a difference in male-dominated fields and female-dominated fields. So, for example, my husband also works in a field that is pretty value-driven, but it's not necessarily the, um, I'm doing quotations with my fingers because we're doing some gender norm talk here, but it's not the, the female values, right? So he works in environmental consulting, which has a lot of values of like making sure projects don't, you know, ruin our environment and making sure people are following codes and all of these different pieces, um, which has a lot of values in it, but it's not the stereotypical or, you know, societalized female dominated things. Um, and nobody questions that he would make a comfortable living from that, right? I don't think that's ever something that he's experienced, right? I don't think anyone's ever heard him say, I've got to raise and someone to say, what you're going to charge, you know, the government and, uh, different companies, they're getting charged more for your services now. That's never a response that comes up, right? And and certainly in his work, I, I wouldn't say it's mostly men that work there. I would say it's probably 50-50. Um, but the values that are there are not necessarily the, the soft feminine values that society kind of puts out. So I, th- I think I see a difference in a job can be value-based, but if it has more um, masculine or, or harder skills that are there, there isn't as much of this guilt that gets put into offering it, right? And I think a lot of this involves tons of unpacking and gender norms and stereotypes and all of this stuff that our society needs to do, um, which is a work in progress. We're getting there. But, but I notice this difference, so I want to call that out. And in general, this myth that certain professions and certain people shouldn't get to feel like their job is worth a certain income, or even if they want to make more money, they should just accept what they get because it's good enough. It is this thing that is drawn by society that keeps people down, right? So we certainly see this in minimum wage jobs, in service jobs, in jobs that are often, you know, the the ones that, oh my gosh, there's you know lots of different other societal pieces that make it so, oh yeah, these jobs are often operated by single parents, um, people of color, women, immigrants, like, you know, all, all of the different icky like stereotypes and biases that our country has. And, and I'm sure in a lot of different areas of the world, I'm speaking to this from the U.S. If you happen to be a listener that's not here. Um, but right, there is this thought of like, oh my gosh, you want to raise the minimum wage to a living wage? What are you, are you mad? A lot of people in our country, I think that that is such a wild concept, right? That everyone should be earning a living wage. Um, And it's not, it really is not. And that's not just 
a thought or opinion that I have. It it feels like a fact. I know it is still technically an opinion, but um, it's it's a really strong core belief that we should all be able to earn a living wage, right? Gosh, like some people in minimum wage jobs are working multiple different minimum wage jobs and are working 50, 60 plus hours a week. I think they should have a very comfortable living. Um, and a lot of times they don't. And a lot of times there's really low access for mobility in these jobs. There is often a really big wealth disparity for people that are high up in those companies versus people that are in the service area of those companies. And right, we see a lot of other biases that are being reinforced in that area. And, and that's where people can often feel really stuck because there's not a lot of movement, right? It might be there's often a lot of other societal ickiness that makes it hard to be able to get the education to get out of that career path or different pieces, right? There's so many other things that stand in the way. And so, you know, here, I just really want to reinforce that just because it's a minimum wage or service job, it, it, it shouldn't be something that is minimum wage, right? You are, you are working hard, and you deserve a comfortable living, right? You deserve to pay your expenses and, and, and some extra as well. I think we all deserve that. And so with this, and, and there's so many other areas that this comes up where people are in positions where they are not making what they should, where they are really like working hard just to make ends meet um, and feeling like they don't have a lot of options or feeling guilty for wanting to move past that. And so here I kind of shift into what we can do, which again, I don't have all of the answers for. I think a lot of this is repairing a society that is broken in a lot of ways. So this requires a lot of like government reform. And so like go out and vote and stand up for what is right and have these conversations. Um, But also knowing that if you do have options, if there is some kind of room for mobility or shift, you don't have to feel guilty for taking that. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong. You are allowed to make choices that afford you a comfortable living, right? You are allowed to be respected and, and you're, you're allowed to have your worth respected in your workplace. So we can make those shifts, right? If they're available, I know they're not always available, but when they are available, we can make those shifts. So for example, for me, um, over time, you know, some of my shift was, you know, charging my rate and, um, you know, having stricter policies on, you know, when clients would pay back for their services, and and right eventually it led to me not working within insurance which i don't think is like the answer for everybody i'm not saying insurance is always a bad option for me that felt right but it might be being selective about what insurances you accept um because some reimburse better than others so it's okay to be picky about that it's okay to let insurance companies know hey you're not going to have a lot of therapists on your you know network if you don't reimburse accurately. And I know that's an icky thing because we know that oh, that means a lot of clients are going to have fewer people that they can see, right? And you as the therapist, you don't have to 
self-sacrifice because of this systematic error and flaw, right? You get to stand up for what you need to do. You're allowed to do that. You don't have to feel guilty for that. You can be angry about it, right? I'm angry about it a lot. Um, And it took a lot of work for me to recognize, I don't have to feel guilty for not wanting to make up for this flaw in society, right? So you can, if, if there's a shift you can make, allow yourself to make it, explore other options. Sometimes this might be a long-term process. So you might be in a current position and you, you might not have this flexibility of like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, just quit this job and, you know, hope another one lines up or I'm gonna just work part-time so I have more time to search for a better job. This might be a long-term process. You might need to get a lot of support from your support network around it. And it might be worth exploring what other options can I do and it might take some time it might take a year it might take more and that might still really be worth it another thing that we're seeing in our world is companies that are not paying fair living wages or that have really crappy conditions we're seeing them be really understaffed Um, And I know that there is this notion that society puts out because it wants to keep the little man down. Um, We're seeing this thought of like, oh, it's just like people are being lazy, right? They're able to get government assistance and now they're being lazy and they're not working these minimum wage jobs. And it's like, um, maybe people aren't working these jobs because they pay really crappy and they're like, also like, you know, employees are treated really horribly. Um, that's the real reason. And so we're kind of seeing this exodus from jobs that are not respecting people's worth. Um, and I know that it's not an option for everyone to just be like, I'm just going to quit and not work. I am not putting that out as a realistic option by any means. Um, and if you are in the position where that feels like a better option than sticking with what you've got and and maybe you're looking at like, oh, I've got some savings or I have a support network or, or something lined up that I can give myself this space and time and I get to be picky with where I'm working or I get to do something different and leave this company a little high and dry, it's okay to choose that if it's available. I know it's not always available, but if it is, it's okay to choose that. Because as, as a society, as a collective, we're sending this message of, hey, I'm not going to accept this unfair treatment anymore. And if you want to have enough staff to run your company, well, CEO, you might have to take a little pay cut. You might not have to, you might have to not make several million or billions of dollars this year. You might actually have to pay your employees if you want employees, right? So and I'm not saying that you should feel obligated to do this to send the message, right? If you need that paycheck, if you've got to get food on the table, you might have to stick it out and until something else can kind of line up within that. And, oh, that's tough. And, and I hope I'm not sending this message of like, be the collective, quit your jobs, even when it's like not okay for you. Um, financially, I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm saying if people are choosing to do that and it feels right for them, it's okay to kind of leave a company high and dry. It sucks. There's a lot of reasons why we might feel guilty, but we don't need to feel guilty, 
We don't have to feel guilty for saying no to being treated unfairly. So, yes, it is valid that there is not a lot that we can do in this moment, right? There are a lot of things that need to be worked through and and repaired in our society at large. And so I know that it's a little defeating or maybe a lot, it may be extremely defeating that there aren't great options for every position in every place. But I just want to nudge you a little bit if you're noticing that you do have an option, but you're feeling guilty about taking it because of society's messaging. Here's a little nudge that like, maybe you should be more curious about taking it. Maybe you should allow for that. I don't know if you heard my dog's ears flap in the background, but I'm going to leave it in. Um, So yeah, you don't have to feel guilty for wanting to earn more. You don't have to feel guilty for wanting to earn a comfortable living, right? Like sometimes I say that and I'm like, ooh, maybe like I get a little nervous if I make an Instagram post about how I've made choices to help me earn a comfortable living. And I have this little feeling in my gut that I'm still working on unlearning It says like, oh, you might get backlash for this, right? People might think you're selfish and uh, a mean therapist or whatever. Like you shouldn't be in this field if you want to make a comfortable living. And then I really look at it. I zoom out and I'm like, oh, that's so bonkers, right? Like we should all be allowed to have a comfortable living, right? This podcast episode is not intended for someone like, Jeff Bezos, who's making billions of dollars and not, you know, taking taking advantage of the system. Um, those people are probably not listening to this podcast episode. And, and if they are, you're on the other end, right, where you need to maybe make some shifts. Um, but the people that I'm talking to are the people that like, oh, they want to be able to pay their bills and they want to be able to buy some tasty groceries and maybe a little bit of extra takeout because sometimes life is busy and maybe go on a fun vacation once or twice a year and be able to save for retirement, right? Like things that we should all get to have to do, get to be able to do. Um, And I'm someone who tries to not use should and shouldn't a lot, but here I'm going to use it, right? We should all be able to have a comfortable living and we should not feel guilty about wanting to do that. It's okay if you do feel guilty. You get to unlearn that. It's okay. Um, but know that the reason you're feeling guilty is not because it's actually this bad and evil thing. right? It's because of uh, crappy societal messaging that tries to put a lot of people down. So I'll leave it at that. I know this episode is maybe a little all over the place and maybe didn't have all of the right answers. Um but I hope it's something that can at least prompt some more conversation. I think it's something that maybe we should talk about a little bit more. We should feel able to talk about if we want to, right? So that is there. Um, Yeah, if you want to engage in this conversation more, check out the links where you can connect with me. And yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about this on my Instagram and all that jazz. So I'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. 
If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.